0: And welcome back to another episode of the Cousins Soccer Podcast. I am Clark.
1: And I'm Hector. And yeah, we got some Atlanta United coverage for you guys today. Uh, we're going to dive into the game that they played this past weekend and touch on the games that they've got coming up. Uh, so yeah, why don't we just start with that, that most recent game, Clark. What'd you think?
0: Um, Well, to start it off, DC United are just bad. Um. <laughs> So I didn't realize that they were going to start an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old in their midfield. So That was bold. It was very bold. And the funny part is one of those positions they started, a 16- or 18-year-old, I don't remember which one was which because they both looked like children. Um, they started one of them over Julian Gressel, who was on the bench. Uh, another thing was Yamil Asad is trash and shouldn't have been in the game. There should have been two red cards at the end of that game. Actually, there should have been three red cards total because that awful weird sub debacle thing we saw. Oh, the
1: guy that wasn't uh, eligible to play?
0: Yeah, that was the most interesting thing I think I've ever seen in a soccer game.
1: <laughs> I was, I was pretty sure the rule for that was you get a red card. Like, you're technically not, I mean, straight up not eligible to play. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess they just asked him to leave the field and then someone else came in.
0: Yeah, they only docked the initial sub of like technically that guy never went on the field is how they they were allowed to it was stupid. That was stupid. I saw um in another league in Spain I think it happened and they just lost that game 3-0 like automatic. Uh, yeah, that's I, that's what I
1: thought was the the like uh you know, typical thing you the guy is, gets a, the equivalent of a red card so like a suspension kind of thing and then the team has to take a 3-0 forfeit. Uh, which, funny enough, uh, for at, in Atlanta's case, would have actually been less beneficial than the game turned out to be.
0: Yeah, that, that yeah, well, that was a very just interesting game all around. And, you know, what was I thought was interesting was last year, even though D.C. wasn't the most deadly, like they were still a pretty scary team to play with Rooney when he was on the team. Don't forget, I think he got transferred out like end of the season. Yeah. Right before the playoffs. He went back to Europe. And then, was it Luciano Acosta or Costa? Yeah, and he
1: I believe he's hurt, right? I think he left on a free. Oh, is that what it was? I thought he, for some reason, I thought he was just injured. But yeah, I know they're I can without double
0: him. Check, I can double check that. But my understanding was he, um, after his failed transfer to PSG, he was only on one year left on his contract. So I don't know if he may be gone. Something like a double check in a minute, but... Like they look like a shell of their former selves. I know, uh, Areola has the ACL tear, so that's obviously. Uh, that, no,
1: that's that's who I was thinking of. It's Ariola who, who got hurt. You're, and that's you're probably right. A big he's, part, he's, you know. yeah. You know, DC's roster, like you said, they, um, I think it was easy to look at them and be like, okay, this isn't the same team that we faced in the past, but I, I didn't realize just how gutted that team really is when it comes to like their impact players. Um, and then on top of that, when You mentioned Julian Gressel, like that was a pretty big signing for a club. He's getting paid close to like a million dollars a year. Um, Obviously was loved in Atlanta and for him not to start this game, you know, it was just odd. I don't know if he was maybe had been running into a lot of games and just because of congestion giving him a small break, but weird decision there. And just overall, yeah, it was, I mean to look that out matched versus Atlanta United this year is, is not a good sign for any club. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, to, on that, to give Atlanta credit, you know, I thought that was probably the best game that they've played, you know, post bubble, not just because of the score, you know, four nil victory is huge, but the actual play on the field, it was a distinct level of like energy and just creativity from the players to, uh, to generate, you know, usually Atlanta was the one that was facing these early goals this time John Gallagher fourth minute scores a goal you know ended up doubling his tally later on but I think that was such a huge boost for Atlanta for instead of them just going down early like they had been in so many matches to actually be the ones that struck first kind of felt like from from there on out it felt like a different club because it looked like a club that was motivated um they didn't they didn't you know just hang their heads letting in something in it was like you could tell there was just a different mood about the club uh, the second that first goal went
0: in. Oh, absolutely. It looked like the the chemistry we've been seeing kind of build up in the past few weeks between, you know, Lennon, uh, Gallagher. Uh, you got, you know, obviously Mulraney didn't play, but all these guys that have been kind of pitching in and looking like they're very close to scoring. A lot of the stuff that last week got saved didn't get saved this week. And, I wrote it down, I think, just on Gressel real quick. I don't think he started last game either, and he was on the bench as well and only brought in, like got like 20 trash minutes, basically, when they were already Mm -hmm. losing. But back to Atlanta United, I mean, yeah, it was an extremely complete performance. Both Lennon and Gallagher uh, got on the team of the week. Lennon got man of the match with a goal and two assists, and... Goal was fantastic. Uh, that second goal from Gallagher was just a great, oh, yeah. great team goal. My goodness, you know? a lot that goal of one a, touch the, passes. Oh,
1: that Chef's final touch kiss. he had to get past the keeper, too, and then push it in. If you guys haven't seen that goal, look it up because it was amazing. Oh, it's one of the best goals Atlanta has scored this season by far. Absolutely.
0: Um, I, th- I mean, you had we had a bunch of opportunities where I'm saying, oh man, Robinson could have had two, he had like two or three free headers on corners uh John had a wide open miss on a header and then he obviously scored the fourth goal but uh I think the one part of the team I still can't say had like a great or had like an amazing performance was just the midfield because I feel like they were so outclassed DC so much that it was like this is kind of like at one point it just seemed like a free game we were allowed to do whatever we wanted Adams looked like you know an all-star when mm-hmm. in the past he's not looked that part
1: yeah you know that's going to be a little hard to draw permanent conclusions with those players that we have a little more doubts on maybe it's not fair because we some of these players like for example I thought Franco played one of his best games oh, yeah, this season good. by far and uh, for me, it's a lot easier to see him do something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's here to stay. Like it just, that's normal for Franco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then meanwhile, like you said, Mo Adams, he has a great game, but I'm not that quick to, to like be like, all right, you know, start him going forward. And I, I you know, it's, it's a little bit unfair, but I also think it is fair because for a guy like that, you have to show sustained success before you earn that trust.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the midfield dominated that game, uh, between them and the defense, I believe that yeah, they didn't allow a single shot on target that mm-hmm. game. Uh, which you know, DC had the ball, but they the the coverage, the the movement on the defense, it just it wasn't letting DC actually do anything with that with that possession that they had. All their shots were off target. They didn't really have any moments of danger against Atlanta. Um, so you know, I thought just like like we said, it's great performance across the board. No one really had any any you know bad moments uh really just hopefully they can carry that momentum going into the next game because you know we're running out of fixtures here soon enough playoff time is going to be here and at this point you know three points is enormous for the table you're at you're at a point right now where you know even draws go a long way when you're trying Mm -hmm. to get one of those last spots but being able to take three points in an away game um yeah just fantastic and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they carry that going into the next one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the what the plan is going to be for the match tomorrow against Orlando. If you're going to see some changes to the eleven, maybe someone needs a break, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to imagine the mood with the club is is a lot better than it was say two weeks ago because this is now six points in their last three matches. If yeah. I've got that order correct, yeah. And now you got a big game against your rival coming up. I guess technically back-to-back games against rivals too, if you're looking forward to the one against Red Bull. <laughs> um, so if Atlanta can, you know, finish strong there, that, that's going to be – it's going to turn what has been a pretty sour season into like, at least you'll be able to draw some positives from it.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. And another positive I think you get from that game was we got to see Dom on the field a little bit, you know, getting his little bit of a run. Um, hopefully he gets him a little more time next week. But that's a positive, I think. Barco potentially is available for next game. Uh, We keep hearing that he's potentially available for every game, but... Are we sure he's on the team still? I think so. Uh, (laughs) So I saw with an an interview, but like a question that Conti or one of the writers asked uh, Glass. And he said, Barco's been struggling with injuries on and off the field. So he'll be in training one day, but not the next day. And, you know, it's hard to keep a guy expect them to play, you know, 90, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, something like that if they can barely stay in training where the intensity is much lower. So I also want to give an apology to Adam John because I think we all kind of trash-talked him quite a bit how he didn't have a place in this team, and he's completely changed my mind. Um, his work rate and effort and just positioning has been much better in the past four games. Really, uh, he's completely turned this season around in the sense of just his effort on the field and what he can bring to this team because it's it's been impressive. Yeah,
1: you're you're seeing the things that he was really brought here to, to be. And mm-hmm. now he has even extra pressure being, you know, what likely will be the starter going forward now that um, uh, Kubo went down with that injury. So to see him, you know, take that responsibility and start to see results at the end of it, not just uh, in the sense of scoring goals, but like, you know, like you said, hold up play, positioning, all that stuff. Um, It's nice to see because that that really is the main reason he was brought here. So if he can, you know, give us that and then on top of that start scoring some goals too, like can't really complain about that player because if you're asking for more than that, then you just have stupid – unrealistic expectations yeah, for the type absolutely. of player that he is. Um, but yeah, you know, very happy. And, you know, this one's a little bit off to the side. It's still Atlanta United uh, related. Just something that came to mind when we are talking about strikers. Uh, do you know if Jackson Conway has any shot at playing with the club this year? Or does, is it something that would have to wait until next season?
0: Um, I don't think so. Cause I, so I don't know if you have to be on a homegrown contract or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it really works. There's so many weird rules in the MLS. Yeah, I've got no clue. I'm pretty sure, like, George Campbell is on a homegrown contract. But so, like, I think he can freely switch between teams if needed. But, like, Conway, maybe next year, could probably be on this team as a contributor. Not, like, starter, but definitely a piece. Because we keep seeing him do some awesome stuff that, regardless of, you know, what team you're playing is like that's that's impressive, you know.
1: Yeah, he's he scored some amazing goals for Atlanta United too. And we were since you we were just talking about John and the striker position in general, I just thought, you know, with Kubo down it kinda there's a chance that you might need another body there. But yeah, I, I'm not a like you said, there's so many rules. I'm not aware of what the actual mechanism is you know, what it is to, to get him to be able to come up and back down and all that. But yeah, just a guy to keep your eye on. He like I said, he's fantastic. He's actually I didn't know this until now he's, he was born in Leeds. So he's like, got that okay. Leeds blood in him, you know, Makes sense. Exciting so football. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, so why don't we hop over to the next match Atlanta has? So yeah, then, you know, the game against DC, they picked up a four nil win. Uh, I'm sure you can find a video of the goals and maybe even the full game somewhere online. It was really entertaining game. I'd, I'd recommend checking out at least the highlights of it. Uh, but now the next matchup is versus Orlando. Um, Tomorrow, Wednesday, at... What time is it at?
0: I think it's
1: like 7.30. That, 7 p.m., so probably will actually be 7.30, <laughs> knowing MLS.
0: They've actually been um, better about it of, over the past few weeks. Instead of 7, it'll be 7.08 or something like that. They, or, yeah, now it, I'd rather
1: have 8 minutes rather than, what, like 25, what it used you know, to be. I'm
0: sitting there hanging out.
1: And, the, and this game's going to be in Atlanta. Um, so they're coming mm-hmm. home. Good chance. You know, it's not... Not your usual Atlanta game because we don't have the the full stadium and all that stuff but are they there is something to be said uh, so I heard something about fans being oh, at events in October but I don't think this is the first game that's gonna have them okay. um, mm-hmm if they are, then it's just not being mentioned anywhere that I know it's coming, at least like it's in the cards soon, like for both them. And and I guess the Falcons too, but, uh, but yeah, if, if they somehow do have some fans in there, I mean, one, I hope it's safely done. Um, and two, it would probably be beneficial for the team. They clearly Mm -hmm. feed off of that home crowd. Uh, but no, I hope if they do let them in, I I hope it is based off a, a very solid and safe plan with everything, uh, but yeah, I, I think just being at home in general, it'll be nice for the club, especially knowing they went out and got that those those six points in those last matches, and then picking up picking that last one up away. Um, good chance coming up against a really tough club. Orlando hasn't hasn't dropped a, or they haven't had a loss in nine matches now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were talking about this
0: a little bit ago. They they aren't letting in many goals. I don't. What was the statistic it's, that you mentioned? So it's out of their last. Basically, since the tournament, um, their last time they let in more than one goal was their last loss. So that was nine. It's the start of their unbeaten streak was literally after that. So it's Inter-Miami 3-2, and then since then, they're just like, hey, we actually don't like when people score on us.
1: Nine in a row without losing. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's wild. Uh, something that could affect that, uh, or- Orlando will be without their starting keeper. He's going to be on international duty. Um, And, you know, he's played very well against Atlanta United, uh, in these matchups. So maybe that's something that they can exploit. I think, I don't know how good the backup is, but whenever you have a different keeper back there, to me, it's smart to test him early and often. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's, you know, tough shots, you know, with not a lot of chances of going in, just kind of putting that moment in his hands and seeing if he's actually able to bring that ball in or if he's letting him loose. Because uh, if you start seeing uh, keepers, you know letting the ball out, you know there's going to be chances for some tap-ins after that if you get bodies in the box. Um, but regardless, it's going to be a tough match. Orlando's in fantastic form. Atlanta definitely is going to have to keep the momentum that they've they've got they've they've been building up lately and do even more than that because as good as they played against DC, uh, this is a much tougher team. It's not going to be that easy for them to control the midfield. It's not going to be that easy for them to score, and the defense isn't going to have such an easy time keeping the ball away from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Is there anything in particular you've got your eye on in that
0: game? So they also have a red card from their game against Dallas. Um, Oh, never mind. It's a yellow card. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's two yellows. I thought it was just a straight red. I was going to say, because it's on Mendez, who I think last time we played kind of schooled us in the midfield. And that would have been kind of a big part. But I guess he'll probably be available, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, they, they're they kind of flying right now. They're definitely on a hot streak. And, you know, if we can keep that pressure we had maybe in the midfield from last game or the game against sh- not Chicago, um, we could probably do some damage. But, yeah, they they're just so much better than I think anyone really expected. And they've been super consistent since after the tournament. And, you know, if we can end this game with a draw, that's, I think, really the ideal situation. Because otherwise, obviously, like, the ideal is winning. But coming out with a draw would be fantastic. This is the third best team in the East. We still have, you know, a few more games to go. And any points is better Mm -hmm. than no points. You know, we play them one more time this season after this. Um, and then, you know, by then, you'd think that the playoff situation is getting pretty tight then. So, yeah, yeah, every, any point matters.
1: Yeah, this is the type of match that if you um, if you end up somehow pulling out those three, it's going to do wonders for the table. But even if you just grab one at the end of the season when you're looking at the table and you made the playoffs and you're like, okay, what, what was like the difference maker? it's really these types of matchups, you know, games that when you go into them, you're not expecting to win. Uh, even if you're, you know, even if you're playing a team that's probably better and you're not expecting to win, if you can pull out that point, that really is what separates you. because a lot of the clubs that miss the playoffs, when they look at their results, it's usually those matchups against those better clubs that they just straight lost every time, um, that end up being the difference maker on those last few seeds. So yeah, I think, uh, I would be very happy with a draw. I think that would be perfectly acceptable. Uh, if they can somehow pull out a win, which with the way they they've been playing these last few games, certainly possible. It's going to be a lot harder but still possible. Uh, with the I would take goalie, either though, of those that's results. different too. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I like the I like Atlanta's chances. Um, like I said it's going to be a hard game, but I think they're going to come out ready. I think they're going to come out flying and uh, like I said wouldn't wouldn't be totally shocked if they pull out a win. I'm not counting on it, but I do I have a
0: feeling they're gonna at least bring a point home. I, I'm okay. in the same situation I really can't predict anything other than I think it'll be like a 1-1 draw unless the classic we get scored on in the first like four seconds and that's that really that's just turns making. everything upside down. So hopefully Barco gets a start to maybe gets 45 minutes get a trade or get him out if he needs it but got to see something good and then uh you know then on to next week again or this weekend against uh, the Red Bulls which also is a huge game cuz they are the spot directly above us in the table and real quick so between 11th and 8th there is one point separating 10th and 11th and 8 9 and 10 all have Uh, 17 points so oh yeah that's tight it's super tight at that last three spots i mean one point becomes a huge deal when one montreal nashville chicago don't get any points you know that's that's just it's every point matters at this point point um (laughs) so on to the red bulls game that's actually going to be interesting too because red bulls have not necessarily been playing their best ball but you know they've been scoring some goals so they don't have a they don't have a coach at the moment they're on an interim manager they have Gerhard Struber I don't know who he is but he's a coach he's coming in he's uh, apparently he's a part of the Red Bull family of sorts um but yeah they're, they've scored 11 goals in their last five games that's you know one and a half goals a game two goals it's pretty good if
1: yeah, they've, they've been banging them in and like you said they haven't necessarily been playing their best but when a team that can score like that's going to be a it's going to be an issue regardless um, mm-hmm. i think i uh, believe marcelino moreno is supposed to be potentially ready for that game i don't know if that means a starter or just as a sub it seems like atlanta likes to, to ease the guys in um which honestly isn't an issue because with the amount of games that are left, you'd be looking at probably two games as a substitute and then being able to finish out with, uh, I think, something like five of him maybe being a starter. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would be nice to get him get him worked in there because that's just another talented player that's going to help Atlanta creatively on, on offense. And just, you know, it's exciting to see what your new designated player can do. Uh, what Absolutely. better what better club to get your debut against than New York Red Bulls? Cause you know, we always talk about Atlanta's rivals. It's, you know, Orlando ha- hasn't had much to say in terms of the results, but between them and, and Red Bulls, those are definitely the two biggest, you know, rivals Atlanta has. And Atlanta still hasn't beaten Red Bulls in the regular season. Like for some reason that one keeps getting away and here's a chance for a new guy to maybe come in and be the difference maker. And what would be, you know, a first, Moment for the club, kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. And no, that it, it would be fantastic to see it because, you know, I. The funny part about the Red Bulls, I always like it's interesting because they have the weirdest numbering for their team. And then that's like the one thing that always gets me. And then two, I don't know who any of their players are. They have designated players, and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I'll look him up. I'll be like, yeah, I guess he's sick. He's cool. But then at the same time, I just know. I don't know. It they're they're such an interesting team because they're effective regardless of kind of who's on the field.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it.
0: And it's it's funny when like you know number ninety Rzatowski comes in and then scores a goal on you in the 80th minute. And you're like, I don't know who this guy is, but he keeps doing that. <laughs> like, stop him. Um. Yeah. This is another game. I. Like I said, I don't know if there's really anyone that you can. I can call out and be like, "Yeah, no, you got to watch out for this guy," just because they all just seem. It seems like such a hodgepodge of players, and they always have one dude that'll come in and maybe make the difference that changes the game. Hopefully, though, right. with Moreno and maybe Barco, Jurgen Dom comes in, and that that's a pretty solid front, you know. Fronting front attack right there and then you have that's a good midfield you get then maybe a yawn or gallagher up top that's not the best but she, pretty solid especially if I barco agree. can contribute oh man if barco can get back to his old ways that that is a true chef's kiss mm-hmm. yeah
1: i mean we've we've been talking about these games for a bit now and the guy outside of just talking about him maybe being available for a game, uh, Barco nowhere to be seen for now. Hopefully the it seems like it's at least trending up. Mm-hmm. He's pretty close to coming back. I don't know if he'll participate tomorrow. I hope so, at least on the bench, because you know the the team has gotten some results, but they're only going to get better if they have a Barco that's you know in form. Uh, I think Atlanta needs that. You're talking about one of your designated players. This is a guy that right now at least, should be the team's best player. Uh, instead, he's hasn't even been on the field for the team. Um, and that's not a total criticism of him. You know, Injuries, you can only control that to an extent. Some of it is just bad luck.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's it's definitely something that needs to change because if, if Atlanta can get some steady football from him, that's going to be a big difference maker in terms of making the playoffs and then maybe even having a small run, maybe even a long run. I, I don't I don't think that's necessarily in the cards this year, but any sort of noise that this team makes at this point is is very welcome. And but I I, I do think they need Barco um, at least close to hundred
0: percent to to reach that type of level. So two questions for you. One is so with Barco, let's say he's healthy, who do you take out of the team to play him? Because I personally I don't think you could take out you know Gallagher. I think he's played too well in the past three games that, and made too much of an impact that he's honestly a must start at this point. Same with Lennon.
1: I agree. I think um, for me, the only the only spot that I can kind of logically think think through and be like, okay, this makes sense. It's in the center midfield. Um, I think basically looking back at the DC game, you've got Mo Adams, Eric Hyman, and Lorenowitz. I think you can take out Mo Adams and bring in Barco. Um, I it, that really depends on how much how much you trust Hindman to be bought in defensively. If he if he is, which I thought he he did do better about that in, in the DC game, but again, one game doesn't fix what we've been seeing for an entire season. Uh, but if he's able to do that, then I, I like Barco slotting into the midfield because I agree, Lennon has to be nailed on right now, and Galher, you know, he's young. Uh, but he's, he's, he's playing fantastic. Sure. Maybe he's not at a level that he can play every single game, in which case you could maybe, you know, rotate Mulraney in there and all that. But uh, I do think he, he pretty much has earned that starting spot. So yeah, outside of the Mo Adams position um, or just that's that center midfield in general, there's not a lot of spots to bring in Barco that, you know, that's, that's cause he can't play striker. So it's not like he can go up top and with the with the speed that Lennon brings and just what Gallagher's actually done, you know, at, in terms of production, um, yeah, it's that that's about it for me. And When you talk about Moreno coming into the club, that's a you know that's another player you're going to have to work in and another player you're going to have to take out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Atlanta figures that out because yeah, there's we've gone from uh, kind of like scratching and begging all over the place looking for talent to start. To now, all of a sudden, you're starting to have some players that you're like, okay, I like this guy being the steady. I think the the one area that I'm like super happy with what I'm seeing uh, is the back line. I think the back line, outside of you know rotating the walks, Mesa kind of kind of group right there, just in terms of Bello, Robinson, and Escobar, and then those two guys, um, I'm I'm really happy with that. I think Atlanta can kind of count on that going forward as long as you know you've Mm -hmm. got health. Uh, and then, yeah, the guys up top that we talked about, I think they, they've been playing fantastic. And then off the bench, uh, Dom and Mulraney, those are two guys that I'm like, they, they basically, sh- they can be part of the game plan every single game, even if it's just off the bench. Uh, I think Dom in particular, he, it's tough with him because you want to see him on the field the whole game because he is so talented but sometimes you watch him when he comes on as a sub and, you know, it's just 30 minutes and he can go all out those 30 minutes. The, that speed can absolutely burn teams. So I, I'm just wondering if maybe he's more he's better equipped as like a, a super sub this season. And next year you kind of regroup and see like how he can slot into the club better. Uh, fingers crossed we, we don't have as much of a pandemic situation, and we go back to having multiple competitions going on, in which case there's more opportunities to play for everyone. Because, um, yeah, right now, <laughs> we've gone from not having enough talented players to finally being like, okay, some people actually have to be left out of the starting
0: eleven, mm-hmm. uh, And it's nice to, to be trending back into that direction. Yeah, always. It's, it's fantastic that we even have... It's a good problem to have, as they say. It's a
1: problem that Atlanta has had in seasons when they've been successful, which yes. every season
0: but this one. <laughs> and then, so I have my second question was, so I forget the exact um, details of Kubo's contract. Like, I don't know if he's here for another six months or something, but let's say he, like, okay, do you, he obviously he won't be playing the rest of this year. Will he be on the team next year if like, I mean, for example of the Gallagher coming out and showing he can play a striker and be effective in this team. Kubo obviously wasn't that. He wasn't effective. It was just unlucky at times. Um, like does, do you see him in this team next year? Cause John has it, I think two or three year deal.
1: Yeah. For Kubo, I think the deal is only for the rest of the season. Um, to me, it just kind of turns into what Atlanta thinks Joseph Martinez's situation is. If he's 100%, 100% healthy uh, by the time the next season's going to start, I would find it hard to see Kubo on the team. Uh, part, like, the, the factors going into that being, well, Joseph is Joseph. Um, and then you have Adam Yon as that big guy, uh, big striker off the bench. And then Gallagher is showing you that he can play. And a guy we talked about earlier, Jackson Conway, also plays that position. So I think I think Atlanta would run, you know, if they think Joseph is ready to go by the next season for sure, uh, they'd probably look at Kubo as expendable just because they do have a lot of bodies there, and half of them are super young, and one of the other two is never going to be on the bench as long as he's healthy. Uh, So yeah, I think that would just be, you know, it could potentially be salary that could be thrown elsewhere granted there's a lot of a lot of minutes or a lot of games left this season still if they make the playoffs um, we might see something that makes us change our mind maybe maybe this is a flash in a pan for gallagher maybe adam yawn you know declines and we don't like what we see in that case you could read that's the, that's the good part about you know having minutes to look at these guys you'll be able to make a more informed decision uh, it just sucks that kuba went down you know so soon after arriving because he showed flashes of being, you know, a solid contributor, and just we weren't able to see what else he could do outside of those few games that he was able to get into.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was he definitely showed like, oh man, I he should start over John, and then he gets hurt, and John's like, psych, I want this role. And yeah, I wish he'd been
1: doing that since day one, but you know, better late than never.
0: And then actually, one more question that just came up. So, with Marcelino. Uh, Moreno coming in. That's a central attacking midfielder. You have another central kind of attacking midfielder in Andrew Carlton, who's been away, really hasn't had a chance at this team, hasn't necessarily thrived at Indy, but I think he's he's definitely contributed. He shows up in in games for them. I'm getting assists and goals here and there. That's important stuff, and I, I think he could play a role as like a bit player, but I guess with the emergence of Tyler Wolf, who's kind of plays in a similar-ish role, maybe not the same style of play. Like, do you see Carlton staying here or trying to get moved?
1: I genuinely don't know. Um, I think what we've seen from Carlton these last few months, it's clear that he's improving. Um, I don't know how much of that is like his soccer ability and how much it's the off the field stuff, which really has you know, hurt him in his time so far.
0: Not having a uh, passport hurts you when you're going to Canada.
1: Good. I actually forgot <laughs> about that one, man. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what Atlanta thinks about that. Cause like you said, there's other young players that are coming through and kind of beating him to that, to that spot, but he clearly is talented. Um, I think I, I really do think more than the actual football, I think he is a talented player, but more than the football itself, I think Atlanta wants to be sure that you know he's matured enough that it's worth keeping him around because it's clear that was a, a serious problem with with Andrew Carleton here, um, and he's young. Like not he's expecting like him to be perfect. 20, so yeah, he, I mean he was like 17 when he made the the big club and all that. Mm-hmm. Like not expecting perfection from him, but when it's like repeated behavior, that's when it's an issue. There's there's plenty of young guys. You look at George Bellow never have to worry about him um, and he's you know pretty much the same age so but yeah i think um when, when he comes back to the club at the end of the season when that loan expires i don't know what his contract situation is like if it's got years left on it i wouldn't be shocked if atlanta tries to loan him out again because uh, that would give him two advantages one you keep him technically you know you you own his rights still and two, you give him another year of seeing what he could do with like probably starters minutes and, uh, getting a chance to evaluate how he's doing as a person. Um, I think if he is able to show you like cons- another year of solid soccer production and that he's not getting into any sort of trouble off the field, then I think that's when you can look at him and be like, all right, this is a guy that we want to work back into our organization. Um, because I do think he's going to be successful at some point in his career. He's he's super talented, and it, it, it does seem like he's at least getting things under control in terms of the off-the-field stuff. But that's the thing. He's
0: –
1: when, com- when you compare it to Atlanta, he's in the middle of nowhere right now. I'm sure there's not anywhere near enough things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he gets back to Atlanta, like – it's going to be during the offseason, but that, that doesn't mean that coaches aren't aware of what's going on. Like, word travels. These guys, sometimes they even rat on themselves when they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, which Carlton has been guilty of himself. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if – you know, if Atlanta has years left still that they can evaluate him, I wouldn't be shocked to see him loaned out again because I don't think they want to give up on him yet. But I also don't think that they are quite ready to – you know bring him back into this team where they do have
0: so many other young options that they don't have to worry about that off the field stuff with. Mhm. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, the off the field stuff is really what kind of stopped his progress here as a player completely. So, hopefully he does get that situated cuz I mean, some of the highlights I've seen from him playing at Indy has been fantastic balls that you're like, okay, we could have used that this season. Like, Oh, what a bad season for him to really get loaned out. Cause with pity gone, he could have at least had not maybe, not maybe a breakout year, but at least solidified himself as a, Hey, I should be on this team.
1: Yeah. And you know, the, the off the field stuff, just if for people, you know, they're not aware of it. It's not like he's getting into any sort of like serious issues Uh, It's things that any other like 19 year old kid is probably doing in America. The difference is when you're a professional athlete, like there's certain expectations and responsibilities that come with it. And it's a bit unfair to kind of take away that freedom from a young guy, but that's just the reality of the sport. Like if you want to, if you want to be a professional, like you're going to have to put the work in until you get to that point where you can freely live your life. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're coming up a system and there's so many eyes on you that's not the right time to just be, you know, goofing off.
0: No, exactly. And it's like the game that he did miss last was it, it was last year, yeah. Last year because of the passport thing was like a game we could have legitimately used him and I know I'm going to bring that up a few times but it's like we didn't have a person playing in that role. He could have played in that role. This was like a really big chance for you. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that because i think he could potentially be a, a role in the team but yeah that was uh interesting um so yeah tomorrow <laughs> we have our game against orlando and then literally three days later i think every day for the next or every three days pretty much for the rest of the season is a match i'm double checking that so i'm not lying to you but yeah, it looks like every three days pretty much from now on is another game. Um, so if you didn't have enough MLS soccer in your life, there will be a game on pretty much every day, every other day or every, every three days or day after that. So um, thanks for listening. I don't have anything else to say. Um, thanks for listening and we'll catch up with you guys next time uh don't forget to follow us on twitter at t cousins sp and if you want to review us that's also super cool do that on whatever medium you're listening um that's it all right thanks guys